This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 201st episode of Talk Direction. And today we're going to be talking about Harry's latest single, Adore You, which came out last week. And we're also going to be doing a little bit of last minute album predictions at the end of this episode. Uh, even though we're getting the actual album tomorrow. So (laughs) will this episode go out before um, the album? Mm. Possibly. (laughs) I hope. But I think it's always fun to like, um, like listen to those episodes after like things have come out and like hear what we thought, you know, before we had them. Like we did that um, TDDL about Liam Liam's right. album, and um, it was funny to listen back after having heard the yeah. album <laughs> and comparing. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of TDDL, that is um, our Talk Direction down low, which is um, an extra 30-minute episode we do at the main end of every main episode, um, which you can find if you join our Patreon which is patreon.com slash talk direction. Um, we did a TDDL about Liam's album last week, um, just uh, kind of predictions and, and feelings about it um, before it had come out. And then this week we're going to be doing a TDDL all about our own plans for Christmas and some thought questions that Caitlin came up with. Um, so if you're interested in any of that, you can head over to patreon.com slash talk direction and we really appreciate your support everyone who has already joined um caitlin is sick today for recording Mm -hmm. we were planning to (laughs) you can probably tell if you uh have heard her voice um in the last few minutes (laughs) we were (laughs) we were planning to record this episode a few days ago uh, but she completely lost her voice, so we postponed it a little bit. Um, but it sounds like your voice is back enough to record. Yes. Yeah, so sorry for sounding like this, but honestly, it's so much stronger than it was yesterday. It was like <laughs> I was whispering the whole day um, yesterday. I know I'm not like at 100% capacity, but this is what we're going to get. And I, I've now woken up this morning and started coughing, which wasn't a part of mm. the sickness before, but I feel like it's a part of the adjusting of my throat. So, mm. um, you know, like when you have like a really sore throat or whatever, and like you breathe in too deeply and then you like start yeah. coughing because it like tickles your throat or whatever, that's been happening yeah. a lot. And so if I talk a lot, then I start coughing. Um, but yeah right i'm still gonna enjoy this episode because we got a killer song to discuss Mm-hmm. yeah so um we're talking about adore you today and i guess we'll just get right into it 
The song was released on December 6th, which was last Friday. It was written by Tyler Johnson, Amy Allen, Kid Harpoon, and Harry Styles. Um, So as we know, Kid Harpoon and Tyler Johnson um, are longtime collaborators with Harry, or at least over the last few years. They both wrote heavily on his last album. And Amy Allen is new um, this time around. I hadn't heard of her before, but she did... um, She did an Instagram post about writing this song with with Harry, and she said, So honored to have been a part of making Adore You with truly some of my favorite humans on this earth. Thank you for sharing your heart and talent, Harry Styles. Sending the biggest hugs to my endlessly talented brothers, Kid Harpoon and Tyler Johnson. Um, So this was kind of fun to have a new writer on a Harry song. Yeah. And a woman. I was so <laughs> Which we don't excited. see too much. I feel like she's somehow written either for One Direction or like we've heard her in context with Harry before. Maybe someone else that I know. Because I, I knew her before this, but I'm not sure how. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I Probably wonder if she has. a singer, songwriter. Right. I wonder if she has done something and I like missed it. Um, I did like look her up briefly because I hadn't, her name didn't like sound familiar to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I couldn't find anything from what I remember, but I'm sure I could have missed something. Um, but either way, it's cool to have her on and she does the, um, like backing vocals for the song as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so Yeah. Oh, she co-wrote um, Back right. to You by Selena Gomez. That might be it. She's written with a lot of people. Yeah, she's written with a lot of people. Um, that's right. That might be the one. That's probably how you know her, just from other artists. Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to look now. <laughs> I'm so glad that Harry chose to write with a woman because mm-hmm. that's what we were saying last album. That was one of the things we wanted was for him Mm -hmm. to write with more women. And I think she's the only woman credited for, like, writing. Yep. Or producing, which is not great. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's awesome that she is there. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Um, yeah, she's written with Halsey, Selena Gomez, Camila Cabello, Shawn Mendes. So Mm -hmm. she's definitely out there. Um, The song was produced by Kid Harpoon and Tyler Johnson, Um, and we also got a very elaborate music video for the song, as I'm sure you all know, Um, and we have, like, all the credits for who was involved with the music video, which I guess we'll talk about. I was was kind of having a hard time figuring out how to structure this episode Mm -hmm. because it has such an involved music video. I was like... Do we talk about the song first and then the music video? Or do mm-hmm. we talk about the music video first and then the song? Because, like, there's a lot of kind of stuff that's, like, interchanged. Mm-hmm. So it might be a bit kind of all over the place. <laughs> that's the best kind when it's so interwoven. Yeah. You just have to, like, jump around. Yeah. I think we'll probably talk a little bit about the music video first um, and then kind of get into the song and then we can revisit the music video. Um because there's just too much good stuff about this video. Um, So the 
music video was um, had a narrator. It was like a female voice talking um, over the video when we got the trailer. Um, that was the intro of the video. And then when we got the actual video, the narrator comes back for a little bit at the end. And we found out that is an artist um, named Rosalia. I don't actually know if you how if that's I think it's Rosalia. Rosalia. Okay, she's Spanish, um, and she is a singer-songwriter um, who's actually quite um, quite well known. Um, she's like put out a lot of a lot of music. Um, I think she's nominated so cool. for best new artist this year at the Grammy. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Gosh, I really don't follow award stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the video stylist was Harry Lambert. Um, and a company called Verity May Lane. Um, I thought I would mention that because obviously we know Harry Lambert has worked with Harry um, on a lot of his looks, particularly his tour looks. Um, So it was cool that he was involved in the video. And the writers of the video were Dave Myers and Chris Schaefer, and the video director was Dave Myers. Um, And it sounds like Dave and Harry were kind of the main people who like did a lot of the creative stuff for the video. Um, I feel like we've talked about like Eroda and like this video for so long. I know. But we actually haven't talked about the I video know. yet. It's weird. <laughs> like after it came out. It's because we went like we went to scene by scene through the trailer. <laughs> so Yeah, it that's feels right. like we talked about it but we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um so did you watch Okay, so when when the song and the video came out, mm-hmm. what did you do? Did you watch the video and listen to the song at the same time? Did you listen to the song first and then watch the video? What was your experience? I listened to the song first before mm-hmm. watching the music video. I listened to it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to wait because I was on my way to work when I listened to Adore You. and mm-hmm. But I was stopping off at Stop and Shop first to pick up some stuff. I was going to wait to mm-hmm. go home at the end of my work day at like eight o'clock at night to watch the music video but I couldn't wait so I sat in the parking lot and watched on my phone <laughs> which was like oh my God. terrible quality and like the really? glare on my phone was obnoxious I could barely oh see no. half the screen um but I just like couldn't wait I was like I'm not gonna be able to go on Twitter all day <laughs> like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. be able to do anything and be thinking about it so, yeah, I watched it in the stop shop parking lot and really liked it. And then, like, went home and watched it later, like, on a proper screen and, like, really took uh-huh. it in again. Yeah. Um, what were your initial thoughts about everything, like, the song and then the video? Um, for the song, I just was, like, like, the very first couple seconds of the song, I was, like, oh, my God, this is so, like, alien. I love it. I love these sounds. Mm-hmm. It almost reminded me of, like, the alien feel of Sign of the Times. Um, yeah, totally. And, like, I got pretty into it. Like, I'm obsessed with the song. I love it so mm-hmm. much. I've been saying, like, I can't pick a favorite between Lights Up, Adore You, and Watermelon Sugar because they're all so mm-hmm. good. And usually there's, like, one that pulls ahead with the, like, first couple songs. But, like, they're, I think it's because they're all in the same genre, too. Like, they're all, like, sort of a similar, especially because they're all all on the side A of the album. Right. So, they're similar. So, I'm just, like, Mm -hmm. they're all bops, and I'm Mm -hmm. obsessed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, when I first listened to the song, I did the I did it similarly. I listened to the song first on its own without the video, um, and like loved it immediately. Um, I think it was very unexpected for me because we had talked about <clears throat> we had talked about side A of the album being like the like upbeat album, mm-hmm. and um, the song is definitely. Um, more upbeat but I think I was expecting like more of like a high tempo kind of song mm-hmm. um, so the sound of it definitely like surprised me but I loved it um, and then I didn't actually watch the music video for like a couple days <laughs> because wow I didn't realize that yeah yeah I think it was like um, I wanted to make sure that I like watched it properly like yeah. sat down with Unlike my computer me. and like <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) screw it. Right. Um, Yeah, and I just, like, didn't have, like, the time or space to do that. So I, like, waited a couple days Mm -hmm. um, before I, like, sat down and watched it. Um, But I loved the video so much. Yeah. And the song. um, I, like, definitely cried (laughs) watching the video. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's just, like, a pretty amazing endeavor, the whole, like, video and song concept. Yeah, um, definitely. And I also love, like, just the creation of this video, too. Like, it's not directly following the the song. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily think of this video storyline for this song. Um, and that seems to be a theme Harry has. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Kiwi. <laughs> just, like, yes. out of left field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was really fun. Um there is an article out or an interview out on Billboard um, with Manos Xanthagorgis. Xanthagorg. Oh, God dang it. I totally looked up how to say this and I was <laughs> doing it right and I just forgot. It's Xanthagorgis. No. Than- <laughs> Xanthagorgis. I think that's it. Anyways, he is the senior vice president of digital marketing and media at Columbia Records. Um, His name is Greek. And he did an interview with Billboard. And um, I tried to pick out a couple of quotes to read from it. But all of it's so interesting. So I'm going to read a lot of it. It is interesting. Okay. Are you cool with me reading? I won't. I would not do that to you right now. (laughs) I can barely talk a sentence without dying. Yes. Caitlin, would you like to read these 10 paragraphs next? Sure. (laughs) I will sit and Um, listen. Okay, great. So Manos tells Billboard, the campaign was many months. Oh, and if this wasn't clear, this is about the Eroda campaign, which was all a lead up to the Adore You music video. If, if If you're listening to us, I'm sure you know what it is, but just in case. Um, Okay. The campaign was many months in the making, and essentially, this is the world that Harry and Dave Myers built in the brilliant video. They built this incredible, dreamy world with all these different characters and stories and super strong storytelling, a lot of emotion and interesting messages. And then our job was to build this online and build this story and create anticipation for what was to come. After the fantastical video about a boy with million watt teeth who teaches the glum imaginary island how to smile again, via his friendship with a magical fish, was filmed in August, the Columbia marketing team began the hard part, figuring out how to build a detailed digital world that would amp the singer's followers up for the big reveal. 
um, Mrs. Uh, Manos again. When you have a video and a piece of art at such a level, it's an incredible challenge for the rest of the team to build a campaign at the same time at the same level of artistry and creativity. Luckily, Styles and Myers had created a rich world with dozens of locations and characters that that Xantha Georgis and his team spent hours studying, looking for clues they could use in the stealth campaign by putting themselves in the shoes of Harry's, who see clues everywhere. There was a firm, detailed plan in place before the effort officially went live on November 18th, with the reveal of the innocuous-looking Erota homepage. But, as always, Harry's had their own ideas. I love that this article is calling us Harry's. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. As much time as the marketing team put into sprinkling crumbs across the internet, Columbia Director of Digital Marketing John Salcedo says they spent almost as many hours watching and listening to how fans were reacting and revealing tidbits, working in real time and pivoting the treasure hunt based on what the amateur detectives dug up. When they found something, we adjusted and or leaned into it to make sure that they could further go down that rabbit hole, says Salcedo. The real-time marketing meant that the plan shifted every day, with the team working around the clock to read comments, dig into chat rooms, Reddit, and elaborate Twitter threads filled with clues they'd planted and some they hadn't, in order to see where the audience was going so they could toss seeds in the right places. This whole campaign was around mystery, and sometimes mystery is more powerful than knowledge, says Xanthajorgis, noting that digital native fans are so used to finding any information they want very quickly online that creating a world where answers are hard to come by was a delicious twist. We wanted to keep the tone cryptic, like we don't really know how to use social media, says Salcedo, of mimicking the kind of small town slash island travel agency that might not necessarily know how to best answer your question, down to a purposely busted merch link. Some bunk clues included the 2004 copyright footing on the Erota homepage, meant to throw off the scent of deep diggers who posted X-Files-like videos breaking down all the clues they'd found. And if they're being honest, Harry's fans are so dedicated that Salcedo says they somehow found the hidden first test tweet in the campaign sent in October, weeks before the official launch on November 18th. This fan base is brilliant, he says. They literally already had a hunch and figured it out 36 hours in. They had every answer ready to go. The most difficult part was to keep it on brand. The mystery and the tone very, very specific, says Xantha Georges, who noted that real-time marketing can sometimes lead to the kind of impulsive decision-making that might have tipped the team's hand if they weren't careful. Everything we tweeted had its purpose, and there was a lot of thought behind it. Keeping in mind, of course, that some of the clues made no sense at all in an effort to encourage superfans to poke around every corner. Beautiful pictures and beautiful narration of nothing, Xantha Georges laughed about the pretty but intentionally vapid Erota Instagram feed and trying to look official travel ad. Salcedo's proudest moment was creating and planting real-life Erota travel brochures around New York and in Barnes & Noble bookstores that made the whole project larger than life. With everyone on the Columbia marketing team on deck for the campaign, as well as Styles and his management heavily involved, Xantha Georges says the hard work paid off with more than 4 million impressions on Twitter when the effort launched the weekend before Thanksgiving, and hundreds of millions to date, as well as a number one world-trending hashtag almost all day on Thursday, December 5th, in the lead-up to the song and video's debut. In this day and age when there is so much out there getting people to pay attention to one thing is really satisfying, says Xantha Georges. 
Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> um, this is just like the coolest thing. I think my favorite bits are like when he says that they literally already had a hunch and figured it out in 36, 36 hours in. Mm-hmm. Like the people, there were like these people behind this counting the hours. Yeah. It must have been so fun for them and exciting to be on the other side and be like, oh my right? gosh, they figured this out. Or that's not even anything, but they think mm-hmm. it's something. Like mm-hmm. how they said they like plotted like fake clues too. The fact that they put brochures in Barnes and Noble. It's funny. <laughs> it's just the coolest thing i feel like that would be such a fun job to have and like it's just like so creative and um and everything he says about like in this day and age where there's so much out there like getting people to pay attention to one thing is really satisfying like Mm -hmm. i think that's true on like our part as well like satisfying as like fans to have like this one thing to like really dig into yeah because everything is like something will happen and then the next day it's gone and there's like the next new thing it's like Mm -hmm. constant like you know stuff popping up at you all the time but like we said at the top of this episode we feel like we've been talking about Arota for like ever because we have (laughs) yeah it's been ongoing Mm -hmm. yeah I I love the way they talked about fans in a really positive way Mm-hmm. Um, the tone could have easily been something else and not in like a purposeful way but it could have been right um and it just seems like they were both passionate about it and fans totally. were passionate about it and it was just like the perfect harmony um what, what else was i gonna say uh oh yeah things like the one gold earring like that mm-hmm. probably they I don't I have no idea if they were relating that to Harry's one gold earring at the Met Gala, but we all like mm. made that connection and that was like one of the solid pillars we stood upon. Right. Yeah. Like, who knows if that was like purposely related because right. it didn't seem to say anything like that in the music video. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Cause like that yeah. that must the music video was shot before they necessarily had this plan of the island because it said Right. That, you know, they had this whole... It was filmed in August. Yeah, they filmed in yeah. August. And then they're like, okay, how do we make it as epic as the music video? Right. So, well, you know what I was wondering? Um, I was wondering if the shots we got um, of this video being filmed were actually purposefully mm-hmm. leaked. Because they were very specific. Like, there was a shot yeah. of, of a priest. And there was a shot of a girl with crazy hairstyle. Like, the, and, like... like the boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I almost wonder if that was, like, part of the I campaign wonder. was, like, put these photos out now so that when we start this, like, That's they'll be so able to, like, I wish make the we connections. Had, I wish we could know that. I know. Well, because, like, my first, my first like, clue that this was real was the bold hairstyles. Yeah, um, same. That's when I read that. I was like, oh, this has to be Harry. Yeah. And if we hadn't gotten that, like, one photo of that one girl, right. that wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just so cool. And I feel like the whole, like, how you were talking about the tone of this, I think it really mimics, like, Harry's relationship with his fans. Mm -hmm. It's, like, such a collaborative um, experience. Um, I feel like being a a fan of Harry's feels like a collaborative experience. Mm -hmm. Going to his concerts, like, feels like that. And I feel like this felt like that, too. Um, Like, the way that they're, like, Manos is talking about it is, like, we were – following the fans and like reading 
like going into chat rooms and like following Twitter and like in real time adjusting things and like guiding them in like mm-hmm. the right direction and like sending things to throw them off. Like it feels like we were like mm-hmm. doing this thing together very much. Yeah. Which is just like a hairy thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, so good. <clears throat> yeah. Do you feel like um, would you like to see more stuff like this? And do you feel like there's other things that like Harry could do that are like similar to this, like I, <clears throat> over the the like before he has another album out? Um, I think so because I I mean I think I would like it, and I feel like he has the opportunity to do stuff. I mean we're still all waiting on what the hell's going on on. Oh my God! It's the twelfth tomorrow. <gasps> What? We're uh-huh. going to be busy tomorrow, and we don't even know why. I know. I just realized I know. that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, we don't know what we're doing on the 12th. And I looked at right. my computer and was like, oh, my God. Um, but, like, stuff like that is still sitting around. Like, what's happening tomorrow that we're busy for? Right. Um, like, is that that, like, the love van thing that's going around? Like, I, don't I did know. wonder that, yeah. Um, but, like, I guess we'll get clarification on everything soon. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I hope we do see more of this if he puts out more singles. It's just like kind of world building type stuff yes. in fandom. Yeah. Um, because as much as we love music, mm-hmm. uh, it's music is like also part of the whole entertainment world. Mm-hmm. And adding in all these extra things adds to the entertainment. You just think mm-hmm. of that like when you're watching someone who watches sports like isn't just watching the games there's also like commentary and like shows Mm -hmm. about the games and talk back and like all this other stuff that goes on around it right and it's the same sort of thing I think with music it's like you have the album and then there's concerts but there's also the whole sort of entertainment aspect of the day in day out social media and music videos and fandom doing like fandom different stuff so I like seeing this type of thing because I think it, um, I don't know, it adds to the experience of mm-hmm. following a mus- musician and their art. Yeah, definitely. And we've talked about this before, but that's like one of the things that makes Harry such a fun and exciting and like rewarding artist to follow so closely mm-hmm. um, because he is such a creative person in a lot of different ways like he's not just a musician he also is like really into like fashion and right. like self-expression um, and so there's just like so many different ways to like feel involved and um, like last year with like when he was on tour he like wore a different like amazing suit each night and that was like right. a whole thing that like fans like talked about there was like whole yeah. blogs that like went up like dedicated to it like people would make like fan art based on the suits like yeah it's like a 360 experience and even if you're not yeah. at that concert you're still involved right yeah people do like makeup looks based on like the different suits like mm-hmm. it just lends like it just gives i feel like so much creative inspiration yeah um, to people who are fans of him and like this whole Erota campaign just like took it to a whole nother level <laughs> yeah definitely and I've heard so many people just like in the entertainment world talking about it too mm-hmm. and how like incredible of a campaign it was because mm-hmm. um, I imagine it drew so much attention from people outside of yeah. the fandom yeah definitely <laughs> and there's been a couple artists who have done similar 
um, like, uh, campaigns before where they kind of, like, plant stuff and make it kind of like a like a hunt situation mm-hmm. for the fans. But there hasn't been anything on this level before, yeah. for sure. And nothing that's gotten this level of attention either. Yeah. Um, Although the Taylor Swift Easter eggs was a pretty big one this past. Mm. It wasn't the same concentrated thing, but that drew a lot of attention. And she'd been yeah. planting those for like right. months and years. Yeah. I, yeah. I like to see this, like, I'd like to see more of this with different artists. Yeah, definitely. Um, So we've gotten a couple of, we're going to talk about the song a little bit now, and then we can go back to the video at the end. Um, We've gotten a couple of live performances of the song so far. The first one we saw was when Harry was on Graham Norton, which was like the day after I think the song got released. And he then performed it on Capital Jingle Bell Ball. Um, and then he also performed it a third time last night on The Late Late Show. And we're going to talk about the whole Late Late Show um, episode that he hosted in January. We can't cover it all today because otherwise we'd be here for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about it, though, um, in January. But... Um, have you watched these three live versions of the song, Caitlin? I have watched all three. I think the Late Late Show version was my favorite. I heard a lot of people talking about that being like one of, yeah, their like favorite of this, of this song and like one of his best performances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seemed like he did like different notes on some stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, the staging was really pretty. So, yeah, um, the staging for the late late show performance i like can't get over it um (laughs) they for anyone who hasn't seen it go watch it because it's beautiful but they had this whole stage set up it almost looked like how you would set up like a play um at like a maybe like mid high budget high school (laughs) (laughs) um there were these like like i guess cardboard cutouts of like waves and and um, Sarah Jones, who is Harry's drummer in his band, her drum kit was in a sailboat. It was, like, That's the amazing. cutest thing. I, like, lost my mind when I saw that. <laughs> like, Sarah and her little, like, drum boat. Just the, like, prettiest stage setup. Um, and Harry did an amazing job on the song as well. Mm-hmm. Um once you, again, I'm, I'm glad we're getting all the live versions of each of the songs he puts out, like, super quickly after they mm-hmm. come out. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, me too. And already I'm hearing, like, the live versions when I play the um, yes. video version. I'm like, he goes low here in the uh-huh. live version. Like, <laughs> it's a different note. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, the biggest difference is... Um, I think it's after the bridge yeah. when he says walk through fire for you. He does that um, yeah. that whole bit like lower. It's very different. And that's exactly what happens to me when I listen to the studio version now. When that part comes, I want to sing it all low. Yeah, same. <laughs> and it still happens for me on Sign of the Time. So like those live versions stick with you. Mm-hmm. Especially we, we hear it so many times. So mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have got one quote so far from Harry specifically about this song. Um, 
during an interview with Entercom, he said, it's about that initial infatuation stage when you get that heavy feeling of just bliss, like a blissful, very joyous connection with someone. We wrote this in a day. We just had so much fun making it. They're usually the ones that end up kind of working the best, the ones where everyone's having fun making it. It doesn't feel like, oh, God, we have to write a song. They kind of just write themselves. It was definitely a good experience making this song. Very excited to have it out. Um, so crazy that people are so talented that they can create something like this in a day, first of I all. <laughs> can you imagine? It's crazy. It's so weird. Yeah. Did you hear that Taylor Taylor's Christmas song? She she wrote it in and then like she wrote it, produced it, put it out all in one week and then performed it live too oh in the same god. week. Oh my god. I that did not crazy? hear that. That is yeah. crazy. I don't get how people do it so quickly. I feel like whoa. Like when they say we wrote it in a day or they they're like, "Oh yeah, we wrote it and recorded it the same day." I'm like when did you leave time for editing? Like, I feel yeah. like when I write stuff, I need to, like, take space and then come right. back to it and edit. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's it's crazy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I guess as we go through the song, we'll probably, like, reference um, some of the, like, live versions kind of as we go through. Um. I think we talked about this already, but Harry has two new members um, in his band. And one of them is named Naomi, and their um, artist name is Neo, like N-Y-O-H. And then the other one is apparently named Charlotte, although I can't find any information about her being named Charlotte. I just see fans calling her Charlotte. So (laughs) who knows how... One Direction fans find information, but they do. (laughs) It's like you have to listen to every Instagram video and see someone call her. Yeah. And then you know. Her artist name is Ark. um, And she has an EP out that came out, uh, I think, a year and a half ago. I listened to it today. It's very pretty. She has an amazing voice. Um, So does Naomi. Both of them have, like, stunning voices. Yeah. and they both, I think, play keyboard and guitar. So really cool to see them in the band. And I think they are, like, an amazing addition. Um, and i assuming that they're going to do tour with him as well. Have we gotten confirmation of that, though? Um, I don't know if there's confirmation, but I feel like it's pretty clear yeah. that they will be. Yeah, they seem to work well together. Um, they definitely sound amazing together. Um, all of the bands seems to be really cohesive right now. Um, so getting into the song, um, we'll start with the title, which is Adore You. And I feel like we got like more about this title than we've ever gotten about a title because we had Eroda, um, which is Adore spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how we like discovered that it was this song um so what are your thoughts on this song title um I said it uh sounds good um I feel like it's a very lovey-dovey title Mm -hmm. compared to like what I would expect I think I said that when we went through the titles Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was for this song or for a different one but it seems 
like I think it was like oh I was surprised by this title when I was going through the track list just because Mm. it felt like more um uh like you'd see it on a pop album title right uh I think I felt that about a couple songs on this album but I feel like this album is a bit more poppy than Harry's last album so it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. um but yeah I love how there was the whole Arota with a door that was also a really big clue yes (laughs) (laughs) and the cherry and golden street thing those two Uh were also solid ones yeah um but I think I think hearing the song, it does work really well. And I don't necessarily think of it as like that really poppy uh, song title anymore because I know how it fits right. in the music. Yeah. Um, I'm totally going back to Erota for a second, even though we're onto the song now. <laughs> but it's just like honestly so validating that he did this whole campaign mm-hmm. because like when you really look at it, it's, like, the, like, nerdiest, like, geekiest thing to do, right? Like, <laughs> like is. creating this world, like, like just the idea of Harry and, and Dave Myers and, like, the other people involved being, like, oh, let's put a street with some of your song titles. Let's do Cherry Street, Golden Street. Like, yeah. it's just so, like, geeky and it just yes. – it's so validating to people like us who, like, have a, a podcast where we just, I like, know. talk about, like, Harry and, like, his yeah. art. Um, that's just a side note that I was thinking of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of last night on the Late Late Show. I know we're not talking about it, but Uh that picture of Kendall with her One Direction sign. Yes. And like Harry was laughing at it and I was like, I know I've got a picture of me and Kara like that up on the Instagram. Uh Yeah. (laughs) I was like, excuse me. (laughs) But you know what? He's a dork, too, in his own way. So no judging mm-hmm. here, please. I think that late, late episode definitely solidified that fact. But we'll talk about <laughs> that. We'll talk about that later. We can't get too sidetracked. <laughs> um, yeah, so the song then opens with what I would describe as space-like noises. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin described them as alien-like, so I think we're on the same page. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, like, this kind of, like, distorted voices, like, little screams. Um, and I definitely immediately thought of Zane. Um, a lot of the vocals kind of sound also, like, mermaid-like. It's um, mm, yeah. kind of like that distorted vocal stuff. Very similar to, like, um, some of what Zane has done on his songs um and then it kind of like breaks when the drums come in yeah what do you think of like the musical intro to this song as a whole kind of before we get into the lyrics I thought it was really interesting and I wouldn't say it like fits perfectly with the rest of the song but I don't Mm -hmm. I don't find it jarring or anything but it like did not prepare me for what the song sounded like in these first couple seconds mm-hmm. um because i was like oh alien sounds there's like this radar sort of sounding thing you got like these background drums and then right. there's like the instrument that's almost like crying as it builds yeah um, and then like the drums bang in um like fully mm-hmm. so i think i was surprise a bit but I I like the beginning of it it's cool yeah definitely um I feel like this is kind of becoming a theme in Harry's writing um 
I don't think I notice it so much in watermelon sugar, although I don't have watermelon sugar in my head right now. But I know in Lights Up, um, the intro to that song is like this like acoustic like guitar strumming pattern that like sounds really beautiful. And then when it goes into Lights Up, again, it has a drum break and then goes into mm-hmm. the song. And it sounds completely different than the intro did. Yeah. And this song does the exact same thing. You have this this intro and then there's a drum break and it goes into the song and the song's completely different than the intro yes. sounded. Yes. Um, there's definitely elements incorporated, like the, the mermaid-like vocals are mm-hmm. mixed in throughout the song, but that kind of space, um, space alien noise, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the kind of like, like beeping almost noise in the beginning um, is only present in the intro. Yeah, um, and not I wonder if that means like it's got a specific like reason why they put those sounds. Like, what was yeah. the choice? Yeah, for it because it is different. Right. I don't know. It reminds me of um, so on the when you watch the music video, the credits, um, Kid Harpoon is credited as writing the score for mm-hmm. the video. <clears throat> so all the like kind of instrumentation you hear in the kind of beginning um, and end like when the song itself isn't playing um, was, I guess, written by Kid Harpoon. But it's obviously um, this, the song, Adore You, but kind of like expanded, like it's like the chords mm-hmm. of the song. Um, and it reminds me of when Harry put out his first album. Before he'd put it out, he put out this little tiny little um, preview for the album where it was like a video of him and he was in a dark room and he opens his door and he's like dripping wet. And it played... Um, <clears throat> this music that was very similar to um, some of the music from Only Angel, um, but it was music that we never got. Like the music mm-hmm. in that trailer wasn't like cut from a song that we heard. It was like music that we never got aside from that little trailer. Um, so this reminds me of that. Um, yeah. And it like makes you wonder how that was created. Like, when they were like recording the song do they like keep playing and then like that's like the instrumental bit like do they have a whole separate like recording day where like harry's not even there and they just like record those instrumentals you know (laughs) yeah i don't know yeah because also like if kid harpoon's going and composing it he may have just had the trailer and then like been sitting with the trailer and started writing the music for it and like trying to use stuff from adore you Mm-hmm. to tie it in yeah and uh, the the music sounds more like the intro of the song um like the the, the music over the beginning of the video mm-hmm. sounds similar to the intro of adore you mm-hmm. um so yeah just interesting stuff mm-hmm. lyrics do you want to read any of this or would you would it be better if i read it all you can just read it all okay (laughs) so 
Um, the first verse is, walk in your rainbow paradise, strawberry lipstick state of mind. I get so lost inside your eyes. It's so funny to read that because it's so short being read, like, <laughs> as opposed to sung. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, that's it? Um, I feel like the... Wait, you don't include Would You Believe It? Oh, yeah, that's not written here in the lyrics I copied. Oh. In mine, I copied whatever from some other site then. Mm. <laughs> so then the last one is Would You Believe It? You know what? I got these dang chords from Harry's description box again. He d- he doesn't write them correctly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't put them in there, and whoever does obviously did it wrong. I had to correct something else that they did, too. Um, oh, they didn't include the bridge, so I had to include that here. I guess they didn't include Would You Believe It either. So it's actually <laughs> Walk in Your Rainbow Paradise, Strawberry Lipstick State of Mind. I get so lost inside your eyes. Would you believe it? Um, what are your thoughts and interpretations about this verse? Um, so you hear the wavy sounds in the background and the piano and the crying like underwater mermaid sounds, mm-hmm. which is all what I had written. So we're really on the same page with the mermaids. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, you also hear like the high background on like paradise and state of mind Mm -hmm. um and i just feel like uh i don't know that's cool yeah (laughs) it's like that echo like callback yeah Um. yeah um and i feel like this song like on lights up his voice was more produced on this Mm -hmm. one there's like you can still hear there's like production to his voice but it's not it still sounds like really pure mm-hmm. and over like the sort of electricity of the music and it sounds it's like a good combination um i think i found this with strawberry uh not strawberry i know all of harry stuff. and all of his fruits <laughs> really <laughs> watermelon sugar water, <laughs> watermelon sugar um i was gonna say strawberry sugar yeah um watermelon sugar it had like such a acoustic-y tone to his voice mm-hmm. which might not make sense but like i loved it on like the fieriness of that song yeah. and i know we haven't talked about that yet but i felt like there was that same sort of quality definitely where he's not putting aside the vocals in order to make it more like uh i don't know he's not like giving up yeah. the purity of his vocals i think both of these the songs of this I think both of these songs are really vocally driven. Um, Like when I heard Watermelon Sugar, for example, I immediately wanted to cover it because it's a song Mm -hmm. that you can just like sit down with your voice and your guitar and play it and Mm -hmm. it sounds good. And it's like with Lights Up, that's not the case. Like I did play Lights Up, but it doesn't sound Mm -hmm. good because that song is so dependent on all of the like cool things they do in like production Mm -hmm. um, and having like many voices. It's, like, much more of a, like, um, I feel like worked on song. Whereas I think, yeah, Watermelon Sugar and this one um, are a little bit more, like, driven by that kind of, like, acoustic-y vocals, as you said. Yeah. And I love love it with the the high intensity of the music. Because I feel like that's not a combination you get that much. Mm Mm-hmm. 
yeah especially like with music these days where there's a certain type of production that is usually done to voices yeah um so I just I really noticed that mm-hmm. um yeah uh <laughs> I also about his like vocals this time he does say strawberry but right. on watermelon sugar <laughs> he says sawberry yeah. so I'm wondering sort of what went wrong on watermelon sugar yeah well I think he just he he does that with his voice because I also made a note like in the live version of the song at least the first two he did when he says um lemon over ice he doesn't actually say ice he just says I he's like lemon <laughs> over I <laughs> like goes away from um, the mic <laughs> but I think he's actually saying the words it's just the way he's enunciating them yeah because he's like um, in, the, in his in in the middle of singing and you know feeling yeah. it <laughs> um and then i also said i really like how the would you believe it comes in as this like punchy question mm-hmm. and like in the music video when he says it my favorite part is when he's on the hill and with the fish yes. and he like kind of turns <laughs> to the camera and he's like would you believe it uh-huh. <laughs> i like that part yeah um, I do. but it's like fun to throw a question in here um Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh should i keep going or (laughs) yeah do you have more stuff about the first verse yeah Yeah. i have stuff about like the interpretation of the lyrics oh yeah no i'd love to hear um so the walk in your rainbow paradise um this feels like he's just like so in awe of the person and like being able to walk in their presence is just like Mm -hmm. such an experience and to be able to be in their presence and to me rainbow paradise is I just think of like LGBTQ plus like safe havens and like Mm -hmm. maybe someone who's like super queer and like open about it and he's just like living in that paradise when he's around them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But also like rainbow could mean just like someone who's like super colorful and bright and Mm -hmm. like it's a happy place. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't not also think of like queer spaces or something like that. Um, um, and then strawberry lipstick state of mind is just like the best lyric ever. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so good. That was a lyric I um, spoiled for you, right? <laughs> yeah, that was the lyric. <laughs> Lucia hashtagged it in one of our tweets and then I saw it before I listened to the song. <laughs> I got um, too excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, but strawberry lipstick state of mind to me is like... <laughs> just like i'm trying to picture like what that state of mind is yeah to me it's like funky and fun and like in love and there's like a taste associated with it yeah like it's kind of sexy and Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah i really like it um so then for the would you believe it line um i'm kind of like where does it go what does it mean uh like is it is he questioning the person that he's talking to? Like, would you believe that I get lost in your eyes? Mm-hmm. Or like, does it connect? Is it a connector to the pre-chorus where he's like, would you believe that you don't have to say you love me? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I don't know. Would you believe it? Like the experience he's happen- having and like how in love he is mm-hmm. and like where he is now, maybe um, because he wasn't in that space before. I don't know. There's a lot of, meanings that it could mean and i like that it's kind of this ambiguous question yeah definitely um i also feel like 
with um, when we did our last episode, I mentioned Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds because I had related some stuff from Watermelon Sugar to that song when we were going to do that song discussion. Um, And I find it interesting because we like hadn't had this song out yet. But I feel Mm -hmm. like Walk in Your Rainbow Paradise is so like related, like so relate so well. Um, Like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds lyrics is like tangerine trees and marmalade skies, a girl with Mm -hmm. kaleidoscope eyes. Um, So when I got these lyrics, I just thought that was very interesting (laughs) connection. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that line too. Walk in your rainbow paradise. Me too. Such a beautiful line. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't have much more about the meaning of these first lyrics. Um, I think like in general, it's kind of talking about, as Harry said in the interview he did um with entercom that it's like that blissful feeling um of connection with someone like very joyous mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. yeah it reflects it very well um and i think strawberry lipstick state of mind is like my favorite lyric i've heard in a long time it's so good it makes me think of like kind of like young carefree love um, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when you're, like, a teenager, like, you would, like, wear, like, fruit-flavored, fruit like, makeup, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it kind of reminds me of, like, that kind of, like, carefree um, love. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, what were you saying? <laughs> um... That's all I have for the verses. I don't know what I what I was was I saying something I else. I was gonna. S- I don't know. I was talking it about think of something. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. I was talking about young love. Um. um. <laughs> Fruit flavor. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Okay. Um, and I have this note later too, but this song reminds me a bit of sort of the songwriting style of kiwi where it's very like all your senses are sort of stimulated it's got like the taste the smell the visual it's like this very sort of fully encapsulating um uh Mm -hmm. like feeling where you feel like you're there you can picture it and I I think the same thing with watermelon sugar like it feels like you're there and there's all these different aspects to your senses that are like being brought in by the lyrics yeah Um, and I I don't know just sort of the and also just the word choices reflect word choices in kiwi I think Mm -hmm. like it seems like it's the same I don't know there's a parallel to me definitely unlike I like wouldn't compare it to lights up right like lights up is more vague in its songwriting there's not as much like like physical objects you can say oh here's a strawberry lipstick like Mm -hmm. here's you know a rainbow Mm -hmm. um so I it's just interesting to compare the styles of songwriting because Harry doesn't sort of have one distinct one it like fluctuates between his songs so Mm -hmm. um this is one that I'm really drawn to because I feel like there's so many things that I can really grasp onto mm-hmm. here yeah definitely um I really like um there's a little break in music after 
he says strawberry lipstick state of mind and right before he says i get so lost inside your eyes the music like cuts out um right before that and i just like really really enjoy that Mm -hmm. um like little bits in the song there's like a lot of stuff like that in the song with like the drums and the music and stuff i love that i love throughout i feel like he really uses like the silences and Mm -hmm. and also just coming in with the i get so lost inside your eyes it's not in the same cadence that it was like strawberry lipstick state of mind yeah the cadence is different like he extends i get so lost inside your eyes like there's a strawberry lipstick state of mind i get so lost inside well he also changes the 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 um, melody that he sings because when he's like walk in your rainbow paradise and strawberry lipstick state of mind are sung in the same melody and then with i get so lost he goes like up and it's a whole different melody yeah it sounds it's like i like it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like that it's different yeah yeah that's different and then yeah you have the like would you believe it too like even though mm-hmm. this verse is like incredibly tiny when you like look at it on paper um when you're listening to it, it doesn't feel that way because yeah. of like the syncopation and the like changes mm-hmm. um throughout yeah do you have anything else for that verse no okay so then we get to the pre-chorus which is you don't have to say you love me you don't have to say nothing you don't have to say you're mine and then we get to the chorus we can just talk about both together um so the chorus is well the first chorus at least is um honey i'd walk through fire for you just let me adore you oh honey i'd walk through fire for you just let me adore you like, it's the only thing I'll ever do. Like, it's the only thing I'll ever do. I have such a hard time reading lyrics and not singing them because it like, sounds so dumb. I know. I always hear, like, the tone of it when I'm talking. I know. Um, I just should get over myself and try and sing them one day. You should. I mean, you hear me singing, like, shh, badly on this thing all the time. You don't have to say love me. You don't have to say nothing. You don't have to say you're mine, honey. Walk through fire for you. Just let me adore you, oh honey. Walk through fire for you. Just let me adore you. Like the only thing I'll ever do. Yeah, so first we have this pre-chorus. You don't have to say you love me. You don't have to say nothing. You don't have to say you're mine. Um, what are your feelings about this bit? Um, so there's like this vibrating instrument behind his voice. I don't know what it is, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, <clears throat> that's all I had about this. Wait, a vibrating <laughs> instrument? That- I don't know. That's what I wrote. Is it like the fast guitar that's like do 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 do? I can't recall. Okay. I did this the other day, <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> lyrically, uh, it's interesting to me that he uses the double negative because I think what he's saying is you don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. But when you say you don't have to say nothing, what he's actually saying is you don't have to be silent. You could say something. You don't have right. to say nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. So... I don't think that's what he is saying, but like Mm -hmm. on the other side, he's also saying, well, you don't have to say nothing. There is an opportunity for you to speak and tell me something and give me some sort of feedback. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a bit of wordplay because the second pre-chorus is you don't have to say you love me. I just want to tell you something. Lately, you've been on my mind. mm -hmm. Um, So I think that kind of the like you don't have to say nothing to I just want to tell you something. I think it's like a little bit of wordplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like it. He's just like, it feels like just like how he described it when he talked about this song. It's like that like bliss where he doesn't even care mm-hmm. necessarily. Like if they ha- have something to say, he just wants to like dump all his adoration on the other person because he's yeah. so like infatuated and obsessed with and just like he has so much love to give Mm -hmm. Uh, it definitely makes me think like specifically of queer love um Mm. I mean that's like what I've experienced mostly in my life so um I think that's part of why like I think of that but just that kind of feeling of like when you experience that kind of like love or those kind of feelings like for Mm -hmm. the first time um oftentimes it can have that like blissful kind of dreamy like fantastical feeling that like this whole song has like the whole vibe Mm -hmm. of the song I think um and then also like the specific lyrics um too definitely make me think of kind of queer love and like especially if it's like the first time like you're maybe experiencing it Mm -hmm. um yeah it's interesting too because um Harry kind of talking about the song being like we wrote it in one day and it's like just joyous and stuff um and then like you have the like music video that's like has like a lot of sadness in it I mean obviously it has a good ending but I remember we were talking about this song before we had it we were definitely talking about it like potentially having some darkness to it or like maybe being a little Mm -hmm. bit like sad and happy um Mm -hmm. And, like, some of these lyrics, I think, like, the, like, you don't have to say you love me, um, you don't have to say you're mine, like, I think that could be read as, like, a sadder thing of, like, Mm -hmm. being into someone who's maybe, like, not into you or, like, not ready to, like, give themselves to you or whatever. Um, But I think it could also be read as, like, just being infatuated with someone, maybe someone Mm -hmm. new and you're, and it's not really a sad thing, you're just, like, hey, you, you don't have to like like me back I'm just obsessed with you right now yeah um yeah so yeah I think so too there's definitely a way to read it where it's like someone's being overconfident and they're like I promise you don't have to say you love me back but really inside they're like yeah hey, but why don't you love me back <laughs> yeah 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 um and then the chorus, I think, musically is my favorite part of the song. Um, so the he says honey at first, um, and then... I love the, like, the beat that happens. It's like beat and then honey. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's good. so good. And then for I'd Walk Through Fire For You, um, 
there's obviously the like drawn out um I that I guess in the studio version is Amy Allen um her vocals and then in the live version it's um the three um girls in the band so Charlotte Naomi and Sarah all do it together uh in the live versions of the song like they sound angelic doing that bit it's so good good. like I remember when I watched the I think it was the Graham Norton version whatever version I watched first uh I heard them do that bit and I was like what the heck they sound so good on that part um and then I later looked up um Naomi and Charlotte and saw their own like personal work and I was like oh they're like incredible vocalists that's why um but I love that part so much and then um the second honey where he says oh honey is like my favorite part of the whole song I think (laughs) I feel like this is like making up for not getting baby honey I saw some people saying they thought this could be baby honey and they just like changed (laughs) it up but I think the fact that they said they just like wrote it in a day and it sounds like it was written pretty recently Mm -hmm. I think dispels that (laughs) yeah Although, who knows, maybe there's, like, a line in it that was, like, the same. Yeah, like, maybe this... If, I imagine if you, like, write a song that doesn't get released and there's, like, one right. part you really, like, stick it in. That could have been the, like, beginning of this song is, like, let's take this bit from Baby Honey and yeah. make a new song out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like Honey as a term of endearment. It's a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like the chorus... I feel like this whole song... Um, it definitely has like a kind of dreamy, um, spacey quality to it, but mm-hmm. it also really sounds disco to me. Um, yes. To you too? Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. So um, I was immediately reminded of the Bee Gees um, and not necessarily any song in particular, but I think if I had to say one that like people would know, um, it would be More Than a Woman. Um, mm-hmm. I think, do, are you familiar with that song? Um, can you sing a part of it? It's like, so I know more, than, more a than a woman. More than a woman. Yes, yeah. yes, I know that one. I feel like that song, like this, this song is like, makes me think of that song specifically. Um, just the Bee Gees in general. It has like a very disco sound to it. I think it's partially mm-hmm. like the way they do the falsetto vocals, um, specifically in the chorus on, on that long eye. Um, mm-hmm. And then the kind of way the electric guitar comes in in the chorus as well just has, like, a very strong, like, disco feeling. <laughs> yeah, I think my, like, the fa- my favorite thing in this song, well, I've said it a whole bunch, but, like, the guitar, oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's, like, the best guitar out of all of the songs so far. Like, the electric like, guitar over top that's, like, or whatever that one. It's so good. And, like, when the guitar comes in between, like, it's the only thing I'll ever do, like, it's the only thing I'll ever do. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, like, it's the only thing I'll ever do. And it's, like, dun, dun, like it has that, like, I don't know, this jumpy, like, sound. I love that mm-hmm. part. Yeah. It's so good. Like, there's, like, this sort of raging guitar, and then there's, like, this other, like, jumpy sound thing. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so good. It's so, like, beautifully featured. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it in concert yeah. because I'm just I really really noticed it a lot and I really like yeah, it. Yeah definitely. Yeah it's a really groovy song and it's got that like it's like a mid-tempo song which I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of disco or maybe like all disco songs have that kind of like mid-tempo like groovy mm-hmm. um, feel to them. 
Yeah. Um, where am I? I lost my place in my dock. Hold on. <laughs> oh, there we are. So, um, the chorus, um, <laughs> do you have thoughts about the meaning behind these words? Yeah. So, the I when I first heard I'd Walk Through Fire For You, I just immediately thought of, like, a lot of One Direction songs. Yes. Because there's a lot of fire imagery. I think we did a whole episode about fire imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, fireproof and... Um, it also made me think like I'd carry you over. Yes, fire and water. <clears throat> yeah, I'd carry you over fire. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of one D fire stuff, so mm-hmm. I was a little nostalgic there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but like that also makes me feel like this person's not just infatuated, infatu- right. but like there's like deeper feelings mm-hmm. coming in too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yeah because that's like a big statement yeah um but it could also be a statement you make like in the high of infatuation right you know yeah um but yeah i I just i really love the just let me adore you Mm -hmm. it's like asking permission to to love someone Mm -hmm. and to like show them love Mm -hmm. and it's both vulnerable on like the hairy side of it Mm -hmm. where it's like let me show you how much i love you but also like you know, some people are closed off to being vulnerable or closed off to accepting love mm-hmm. and accepting adoration and like accepting that, you know, people might find them attractive or yeah. might care about them. And I don't know. It's, I, I really like, like, I like how it's phrased, just let me mm-hmm. adore you. Yeah. Um, Again, yeah. I feel like this is going to become a trend to this whole album, but I can't stop making the comparisons to Zane because there's just so many of them. I mean, first of all, the way he sings this song, his vocals are so similar to how Zayn sings. And obviously he's kind of approaching um, or expanding his kind of genre into like kind of the stuff that Zayn does. But this chorus specifically, um, lyrically, as you mentioned, like, just let me adore you, um, just makes me think of Zayn's song, Let Me, where he says, mm-hmm. let me be your man. Um, and then Harry kind of sings, like, it's the only thing I'll ever do. And that's kind of repeated. And then let me, it's the rest for the rest of my life, for the rest of yours. Um, mm. So, like, very similar. That's so similar. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, don't ever think of Zane when I'm listening yeah. to Harry. But I love when you, like, bring it up in these song uh-huh. discussions. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with Zane's song, it's more about, like, someone you're in more of a committed relationship with. Because, like, mm-hmm. the the imagery in that song is, like, long walks on the beach in April. Like, obviously, someone you've, like, been with. Whereas Harry's song could be someone who's, like, very new in your life. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like the whole song, he's kind of saying, <clears throat> like, I don't need anything back from you. Like, you don't have to commit to me. Like, just let me adore you and, like, let me worship you. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do oh, anything so for you. Good. But there's definitely that undertone of, like, Obviously, yeah. he does want something because <laughs> yeah. um, if you're so into someone, you I, would want them to return that, you know? Yeah. I'm so impressed by Harry's ability to, like, talk about stuff that's really sexy, but also make it so, like, emotionally pure and deep at the same time. Mm-hmm. He does such a good job of balancing mm-hmm. that. And I think it makes it just, like, even more, like, sexy mm-hmm. because there, there's this, like, wonderfulness to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
I just I love it and then like like it's the only thing I'll ever do like you're just so obsessed with someone and you're so in the moment like like you've got you're just like this is I'm just gonna like live for this moment right now Mm -hmm. and like I'm not gonna think about anything else right yeah definitely um do you have anything else about the chorus no so next we get into verse two which again is very tiny and the lyrics are your wonder under summer skies brown skin and lemon over ice would you believe it I think I know I said oh honey is my favorite part of the song and I also said strawberry lipstick state of mind is my favorite lyric but also your wonder under summer skies is also my favorite lyric it's so good I can't with this line I can't it's amazing right um yeah there's just something about it that it's like very poetic and I just love it and the way he sings it like the syncopation with the music and stuff um is just really enjoyable and um I really love the the drums that come in after he sings summer skies kind of these like I want to say bubbly sounding drums um Mm -hmm. come in like after that line and they're just like so fun um but what did you have about this second verse um I like the little link between the chorus and this second verse it's felt very groovy to me Mm -hmm. there's like a little musical link um I said uh in this part uh the like tambourine thing that was playing before cuts out Mm -hmm. and it's very like bass and drum heavy Mm -hmm. um and like the you know, I'm just reading my notes, so I can't necessarily bring it to uh-huh. mind right now. But there's, like, a vocal distortion, and it's all, like, high in the background on Summer Skies, which I thought was really nice. Yeah. It does that same um, – it does that same call and – call back, like – or what is it? Call and response – call and response um, as the first verse, where he sings Summer Skies, and then in the background, it's the distorted voices. Ah, uh, okay. Skies. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clarifying the notes that I write without knowing what I'm writing. Um, and then I just, I was really like, really obsessed with this Your Wonder Under Summer Skies. Oh, yeah. Like, Your Wonder, it's like your spectacularity. Mm-hmm. Like, the use of wonder as a noun to represent a person's like quality mm-hmm. and like how they are. Like, you don't really see this. Like, you don't see like wonder as something someone possesses Mm -hmm. like the way that it's used as a noun there is really interesting yeah Yeah, Um, definitely but I also love that because your is one of those words that could be you are or like y-o-u-r which is how he spelled it Mm y-o-u-r but like it also just like if you're thinking about you know another interpretation it could be like you are wonder under summer skies which I also like Mm -hmm. um 
both are just so pretty to me Mm -hmm. um and it makes me this is another moment where I just feel like all the senses coming together where like you can picture lying down under the summer skies and like Mm -hmm. someone next to you and like it just being like you're so in awe of them and then again in this we have like lemon and brown skin Mm -hmm. and ice and like there's all these like really set like your senses are very like percolated yeah um so yeah I just I'm really brought in by these verses the verses in this are so strong Mm -hmm. um I also uh just like googled wonder and got the definition of it (laughs) just because I really liked it and I liked the definition that I got which was hazy in love a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful unexpected unfamiliar or inexplicable Mm. I felt like all of that really really fit yeah like the feeling of this song Mm -hmm. um yeah and then for the brown skin and over lemon over ice Mm -hmm. I saw like a lot of um like self uh, like self-identified POC Harry's saying like like living for this and being like I don't know some of the tweets are really yeah I have a couple pulled up Harry gave us rights or something like that I don't know (laughs) I have a couple pulled up um the first one was um, this person, Sophia at Rosie Suit, said, I thought he said lemon over ice, and I was like, oh, my God, Latino king. Um, and Harry actually liked that tweet. <laughs> um, and then someone else at... Lemon over rice. Yeah. 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 I know it all sounds the same. Because <laughs> I just tried to say, I just tried to say lemon yeah. over rice, and it... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> lemon over... <gasps> Yeah. (laughs) And then at Sunflower Motel said, HS2 is for POCs because Harry explicitly stated that in track three, verse two, line two, when he's saying, and I quote, brown skin and lemon over rice. In this essay, I will discuss how Harry Styles misconstructed and reconstructed the meaning. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I love that too. I love when like people claim songs, just like medicine was claimed, Mm -hmm. like, and all these like it just it's so good for people to like feel like they're being seen in yeah, music. So I really important. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people just like posting pictures of themselves and like um with that lyric, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Yes. And they'll put like a picture of themselves and then a picture of like the album mm-hmm. or something or like the song cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, definitely. And then the Would You Believe It Here has more harmonies, which were really yeah. pretty on this one. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the song, as it kind of goes on, it gets, like, more and more groovy. Um, like, more vocals come in, more harmonies, more, like, interesting drum stuff. Yes. Kind of as the song evolves. Um, and it's interesting to see it or to hear it live because um, it, like, um, it, like, uh exemplifies i can't think of what word i'm looking for but it makes more obvious the difference between um like hs1 which i think was heavily guitar driven and i think Mm -hmm. like more um music that's more like pop uh like rock folk music is like very like guitar driven like i'm gonna sit down and like play guitar Mm -hmm. whereas this song the live versions are like heavily like drum and bass driven so Mm -hmm. when you're watching the song live like you can see that even more because you have um 
Adam, I think, is his bass player. And so when the song starts, it's it's just the drums and bass. And I think there's like a little bit of electronic stuff going on because I know Charlotte has like this big like electronic keyboard situation. But it's mostly Sarah doing the drums and then Adam doing like this really, really buzzy um, bass. Um, mm-hmm. And the song is like really driven by like that the bass and drums, which is um, tends to be more like R&B um, kind of type music is like drum and bass focused. And so mm-hmm. I think it like really makes it like seeing this this song live kind of made it more obvious of like this music yeah. definitely sounds different and it sounds like a different genre than HS1 and I think there's those little mm-hmm. musical things that kind of um yeah. Yeah, I like when you're able to actually visually see what's happening mm-hmm. musically. Yeah. Even if it's not exactly the same as the studio right. version. Yeah, and I'm, like, such, like, a, a bass – I mean, obviously, I love guitar, but I'm such, like, a bass, like, person. Like, when songs are, like, bass-driven um, or have, like, really heavy bass, I, like, just – I love music like that. And the bass in this song is mm-hmm. really excellent, especially when they do it live because it just – it has such, like, this buzzy feeling. Like, he's just, like, playing it, like, so hard. Um, and then since mm-hmm. there's not, like, tons of guitar and keyboard happening over top of it, like, you really hear the bass um, to the point where I think when we were talking about the trailer, um, I was, like, talking about the bass being, like, guitar or, like, keyboards because it was so, like, melodic and loud, mm-hmm. um, even though I think it was actually just the bass. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, anything else about this second verse? Nope. Okay. So after the second verse, we have the second pre-chorus and chorus. Um, The chorus itself is the same, but the pre-chorus is different. So as we mentioned before, the first pre-chorus was, you don't have to say you love me. You don't have to say nothing. You don't have to say you're mine. And the second pre-chorus is, you don't have to say you love me. I just want to tell you something. Lately, you've been on my mind. Um, and then it goes into the chorus, which is the same as the first one. You don't have to say you love me. I just want to tell you something. Maybe you've been on my mind. Honey. Hope you fire for you. Just let me adore you. Oh, honey. I like these lyrics a lot. Um, I love the kind of like obviously fake casualness. <laughs> like he's like writing this <laughs> song where he's like, I'm obsessed with you. Like, let me adore you. Like, it's the only thing I'll ever do, which is so intense. Yeah. And then he's like, I just want to tell you something. Lately, you've been on my mind. Like, those lyrics are so casual. Casual. <laughs> like, yeah. Just want to tell you something. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> This, like, um, kind of pause here makes me think of sort of the talking to, like, the fourth wall-ish break in Carolina as well, mm. where it's, like, I guess she just found out, like, mm-hmm. this is, like, 
I don't know, a sort of a similar feel, not co- completely as direct, because mm-hmm. um, that's like more not like directly talking to the person. Right. It's kind of like his own inner monologue. But I don't know, same sort of feel. Yeah, like him saying, I just want to tell you something is like him then singing this song. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, yeah, I love the harmonies on uh, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me on Say You Love Me and Tell yes, You Something. Yes, I know. Um, they're really, really pretty. There was one of those videos uh, going around where someone <clears throat> who has, like, the right software um, edited the song so you can only hear very clearly the, the backing vocals. Um so mm-hmm. for this part, like, it sounds really cool because you can hear really clearly just the tell you something um, or say you love me and tell you, tell you something parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. I also find it interesting that um, Harry chose to have Amy Allen, like, sing a lot of those bits of this song um, because mm-hmm. on HS1, he did all, like, most of his harmonies um he like recorded Mm -hmm. himself over himself so I found it really interesting choice Mm -hmm. that he had her do a lot of the backing vocals and particularly the bridge too which we'll get to next I think was all her yeah I was it was like different hearing like uh her voice on it Mm -hmm. because I mean on his album he had background singers but it was like usually when they were all like singing together Mm -hmm. and like doing like the la 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 right, la la right. la 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 like that yeah. part where it's like this big group and like we saw the video of that happening mm-hmm. and like in the documentary this is like is a very different type of backing vocal here mm-hmm. like featured so prominently yeah do you have anything else for this pre-chorus um, or chorus um i said there's like this desperation of like wanting to tell the other person he's crazy about them and he just like can't hold it in anymore Mm -hmm. and he doesn't care and he's just like kind of exploding with his emotions Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah definitely yeah um so then we have the bridge which is it's the only thing i'll ever do repeated over and over again um Repeated eight times. Um, And this is where I just talked about um, on the studio version, it's Amy Allen's voice um, singing this part. And then in the live versions, it's um, Charlotte, Naomi, and and Sarah singing it. Um, I love this bridge. Uh, It's really groovy. And during the live versions, Harry does like a little dance break. (laughs) I have like literally word for word everything. Oh, my God. My so funny, so good. His I like when he has room to do his dance yeah. breaks. Yeah, and this is where too, like you hear like a lot of like the electric guitar stuff that Mitch does, kind of on top of it. Um. Yep, I have the guitar come through. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the bridge kind of goes into um what I guess is called the outro, which is basically like the chorus, but kind of chopped up into different ways. Um. And I really love how when the bridge ends and Harry starts to sing, the um, the bass has like a dampened sound to it. Um, it sounds like mm-hmm. – uh, have you did you see those tracks? This was a while ago where like on Tumblr, this was very popular, people would 
post um, like listening to blank song um, from the bathroom at a party or In something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this yeah. totally sounds like that. It sounds like the bass is coming from another room. Um, it has like that kind of dampened, dampened sound that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the live versions too, this is where he will like kind of sing a little bit of a different melody. Um, but yeah, what are, do you have additional thoughts about the bridge and into this outro? Um, I mean, I said pretty much the same thing. I mentioned like the mute, like the muffled sound of the instruments and then like the kind of tambourine comes back. Yeah. Um, and I like the, the, the lower notes too, that he does Mm -hmm. live. Um, I love seeing Naomi um, playing the tambourine in the live versions. Ah, there we go. I like when I can confirm that Mm -hmm. I nailed the (laughs) instrument. And then um, I liked at the end, like the last line, like it's the only thing I'll ever do. Um, The beginning of like it's the only thing has all the music cut out and then everything comes back in again. Um, so again, we see one of those moments where he's playing with like music cutting and like removing instruments and slowly adding them in and it just like, it's really dynamic Mm -hmm. when artists do that and like the production does that. Yeah. Yeah. This song has like a very like rich feeling to it, um, musically. Mm repetition of like yeah oh yeah. honey oh mm-hmm. honey and stuff so um let me just say yes. those notes <clears throat> so I like how the sort of singing guitar as I call it comes back in strong here at the end mm-hmm. um and like the background vocals it's like almost this mix of like the bridge and like the chorus and like all this like sort of mixing in together mm-hmm. um and then there's like this ooh sound in the background and then um at the very, very end, the music cuts out again, and the I'll ever do is, like, like isolated, mm-hmm. and it makes it feel like you're supposed to take that, like, very seriously, and it's, like, this intimate moment at the very end of the mm-hmm. song, and I like that part, too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of similar to what you said, um, 
I like when they end this song live. It ends like very suddenly. It's like the only yeah. thing I'll ever do, and then like it's like very like sudden kind of stop mm-hmm. to the song. So yeah, that is the song "Adore You." Um, random side note: We're gonna have to do an episode or like compile some kind of list of all the fruit references that Harry has yes. made. Yes. Um, and maybe if we end up doing our album prediction, we should think of what other fruits he's gonna mention. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I so um, that is the song. And now we're going to um, wrap up by talking a little bit about the music video um, itself. So um, I have a couple of kind of notes about the video. We've kind of talked about it a bit already at the top of this episode. And obviously we went into a lot of detail when we got the trailer. Um but I thought the video as a whole was, like, so cute. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, really, like, kind of emotional and, like, yeah, sad. so emotional. Um, a couple of my favorite bits were um, all the shots where he was, like, gazing lovingly at the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cute. And, like, the shot where he ate the fish flakes, <laughs> the fish food. <laughs> And he, there was in an interview, he said he actually uh-huh. ate it and like tasted it. So you know. gross. Yeah, it kind okay. of like it's just like in the video, you know, it starts where he kind of like wanders into the ocean with like rocks in his pockets, and he's like feeling so depressed because he just like doesn't belong to like the town he's living in, and like the fish does the same thing Um, because the fish doesn't have its people around it Um, which like honestly another parallel to like queer love and like the queer experience Mm -hmm. of like Harry is in this town full of people um, and yet like he is not accepted because he has this like light that's coming out of him that like blinds everyone Mm -hmm. they can't handle it and like the fish is in the ocean full of sea creatures but like not not its fish family you know um yeah i feel like there's like a lot of parallels to that with that as well um Mm -hmm. but when he he then kind of decides to like save this fish and that kind of like gives him a purpose um and i just like feel that so much because like i have had that experience with like doing dog rescue um like, mm-hmm. when my dad died, I think I was, like, so depressed, but I had these, like, three pit bulls that were my foster dogs, and I was, like, I have a job. Like, I have to take care of these dogs, and, mm-hmm. like, that's my purpose, and so I think right. that happens a lot with people that, like, your your animals, especially if you're, like, especially if you're, like, doing rescue stuff or, like, you save an animal, um, and that mm-hmm. can kind of become like your purpose for a bit and like can really help you get through um like depression and and like sad stuff in Mm -hmm. your life because especially animals themselves like even though um there's like you need you know you need human um like relationships as well but there's you know relationship that you have with animals like they're they don't um obviously like judge you or um have the same yeah you know negative qualities that people do so 
it can be. It's so reliable. With yeah, exactly. It's like every day you're going to get the same like excited reaction when you come home. Right. No matter yeah. what. It's just like such a good feeling. Yeah. And also that feeling of like of like um, doing something else, like doing something for someone else can mm-hmm. make you feel so much better. Like I feel like I've done that so much. Like sometimes I'll be in moods where I'm like extremely depressed or like really sad. And I'm just like you know I don't know saying really awful stuff and feeling really bad and be like what's the point and then if a mm-hmm. friend says that to me all of a sudden I become a completely different person and I'm like no you're not gonna say that like we're right. gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. help you figure it out like everything's yeah. fine like there's beauty in the world like yeah. I just become a different person because yeah. it's like that feeling of like wanting to help someone else mm-hmm. just like makes you know can bolster yourself in such a way yeah, so so much I thought there the the fish and Harry's relationship was really cute throughout the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I loved like how the fish like grew and he would be surprised and mm-hmm. and it was like also that love where like you love if you love someone you let them go and like yes. Harry wanted to bring the fish back to like his people and mm-hmm. um, the fish people the fishes yeah fish. 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 his fish <laughs> and it was such a heartbreaking moment when harry is bringing the fish in the big tub oh my god the fish sees the other fish being beheaded and like I'm it like, thinks it's yeah. harry's taking it to be killed Aww. and like it screams yeah and that was really sad mm-hmm. um, and but then all like the townspeople get together and we see everyone mm-hmm. you know trying to drag the fish out to sea yeah i'm like it's honestly like making me feel choked up just mm. like talking about I that know. part there's something like the part where where the fish falls out of the tank and then harry's like trying to pick it up and he can't mm. like that was just so heartbreaking yeah that bit to watch um yeah i feel like that's probably an experience like most people have had in some form where like there's something you're doing that you feel is important mm-hmm. and you're like trying to do it on your own and like you can't mm-hmm. um and that feeling of like other people don't care right. um is like so it's like so hard and then the like amazing feeling when like people help you <laughs> do yeah. it it reminds me of like um for like my life specifically um cuz i've always like been like a dog rescue person and when I like used to live in Oakland, like there, you know, you'd see straight stray dogs on the street all the time, and I would always like stop and like you know try and catch the dogs. And like most of the mm-hmm. time, it would just be me doing it, and other people would like see the dog and you know not help it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I was with friends, like a lot of times they wouldn't help me either because it's just doesn't it's not something that like would they would think of to do or like they right. don't know how to do it or whatever reason like they weren't being bad friends or anything. It's just it was my thing um but like the times when like I would have like that that situation I'm thinking of one time in particular where I like was with a group of friends and they were kind of like newer friends and there were these two dogs like loose on the street and I was like stopped and like got out to get them and like one of the the girls like came out and like helped me like get the dogs and it was such a like um I don't know the word it was just like 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 a healing like experience to like be like 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 finally like someone is like helping yes. me do this thing because there's nothing yes. that feels more um like what is the word um not degrading 
not detaching. It's a D word <laughs> <laughs> that I can't no. think of. Say what you're um, going to say and then maybe we'll think of it. When like you're, when you see some kind of injustice in the world or you see something, someone or some, something being, being hurt and you try to help and then um, people are just like watching you and not joining in and like diminishing you're doing it by yourself you know dejecting dejecting at no that's not a word (laughs) who knows so dejecting yeah it can make you feel really dejected um Mm -hmm. anyways apparently (laughs) i have a lot of feelings about this video (laughs) Mm -hmm. i loved all the fashion in it as well Oh, oh my god every single one of harry's outfits it was so good. I love the scene too when he was on the hill and he's in that like orange jumpsuit spinning around with his arms open. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of like sound of the music, sound of music. Yeah. Uh, he looked so cute in all his outfits. It was I had that note too that the sound of music. Yeah. Um, that shot, I'm sure they did that on purpose. Yeah. And then um just like the ending where Harry decides to like go set himself mm-hmm. sail and go find like the next adventure I liked as well. Yeah. I also really liked at the end of the video um, when he's sailing off on his ship, the little fish comes back. You see him kind yes. of leaping through the water. Oh, and it's so like, beautiful. oh, he's not, he's not gone forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you understand the message in the bottle storyline? Because I didn't. The bottles. You know how the guy picks up a bottle on the shore and there's a rolled piece of paper in it and he goes to the address oh, and then they get married? No. I just am fine okay. about this right now. So, no, I did not. <laughs> so that's interesting. Well, I'm assuming that there isn't anything to it that I missed. Um, maybe yeah. they just added it in, but I was wondering if I had missed something because I was like, what is that storyline about? I um, didn't even realize that happened. I was oh, like, really? what it, when when <laughs> when the narrator says, uh, and two people getting coming together from worlds away, I was like, okay, yeah. I guess this other person's from somewhere else. I yeah. didn't realize it was related to a, the bottle the guy finds. <laughs> on the ocean. Okay. Yeah, at one point, yeah, he picks up a bottle and then he takes off his paper and I think it's the address and he like goes there. Interesting. Um, and then the narrator um, says, "You'll be invited to a wedding between two strangers whom it took an ocean to bring together." Ah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even that didn't even cross my radar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else about about the video? No, but it makes me wonder if we're gonna get a third one or if these are just the two that we've gotten, and that's it. Because they both were pretty like big productions, and like he did. Them are you both talking in about Adoria? I mean, another, are you talking like about another, Lights Up? Yeah. Mm. So, like, are we going to get a third music video? Because, like, he prepped both of these far in advance. Would he not have done also the right. third one? Or do you think he'll shoot a music video next year at some point? I don't know. I don't know. Because we don't, we don't have anything else, like, uh, like, um, sh- like, photos that we've gotten or anything like that, right? Yeah. That I haven't know. been assigned so, to either one of these videos. Yeah, I don't think so. So we'll see. 
Sorry, you just cut out. I just said I don't think so, so we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the video ends with the narrator um, kind of telling the end of the story. And I love at the end she says, um, however, he sailed on an odd-numbered day, which caused everyone in town to lose their hair. But that's another story. <laughs> I like that too. Um, yeah, I just I love the combination of like intense, like intensity and like serious topics and like just emotionally like heart wrenching, um, yeah, feelings and then like the contrast of like resting fish face and like yes. everyone being bald and like it's just that like combination. Um, yeah it was really I love (laughs) yeah yeah um okay so I think that's it for adore you um for now and to end this episode which I think is gonna be very long episode um (laughs) we're gonna do some quick last minute predictions before fine line comes out tomorrow um we have like a little a little more than 24 hours before the album comes out mm-hmm. it's if it comes out at midnight eastern time that means it comes out at 9 p.m my time which is in three hours so i guess we have 27 hours before we have this album yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and are you gonna listen that night to it or wait for the next day so originally I had said I was going to listen to it all on Friday evening because in my mind I was like, oh, it's coming out at midnight. I don't want to stay up all night and listen to it because I'll be mm-hmm. so tired and I don't want to listen to it in the morning because I have to go to work and I'll feel rushed. So I was going to listen to it Friday night. But then it was brought to my attention that it co- comes out um, at midnight Eastern time, which is 9 p.m. my time. Mm-hmm. So... Lucky you. I know I am lucky in that regard. So I'm sure I'll listen to it Thursday night, tomorrow night, um, because I can't wait for a whole day. Um, Yeah. And yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. And I think the first time I listen to it, I will listen to it in headphones so I can Mm -hmm. absorb everything. Um, Last album, Harry's first album, I did a a listening party at my house. I was, like, lucky enough to have a few friends who lived um, near me who were big Harry fans. So they came over and we, like, decorated my house um, with, like, little, like, pink flower petals. We made, like, themed drinks. It was, like, a whole thing. It was so fun. And we listened to it all together. And this year, I, like, don't have friends here who like Harry. Um I don't really have friends here at all yet. Um, (laughs) So I'll have to listen by myself. And I'm a little bit undecided about whether or not I'm going to, like, create the ambiance or not. Mm Because I'm like, it feels a little silly to do that if I'm by myself. But then at the same time, maybe it's not silly to do it if I'm by myself. No, especially if you document it. Like, like if you Snapchat it or post it on Instagram. That's true, yeah. like more people are being a part of it or, like, tweet about it or something. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll share it on our Instagram. Yeah, make, make like a little. I will certainly enjoy it. Okay. So what are what are you gonna do? What's your plan? Um, I think I might listen to Golden 
on like the mid like at midnight once it comes out depending on how tired i am though because i don't want to like mm-hmm. ruin my first listen i might also save it for like the morning mm-hmm. um but i'm definitely going to spread out the album as i typically do over a couple days so right. i'm gonna really have to stay off twitter <laughs> and yeah ignore texts from friends and everything because right. uh, I don't want to be spoiled which really is so difficult because you also want to be really excited and a part of the fandom when an album is released yeah but I think for me I get more benefit out of like like savoring every song spread out than mm-hmm. looking online and I probably won't be able to just like hold off online so i'm sure i'll get spoiled for some things but you know in the mo- moment of the spoiler it really sucks but like once you know the song it's not a big deal anymore right um but yeah so we'll see <laughs> but i'm gonna spread it over at least three days maybe four and just do like a couple songs but always in order for sure. yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. It's so interesting that such such a different experience from how I will end up doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, last minute predictions. Um, I feel like I know some things about the album because I have gotten spoilers shoved in my face because there's so oh, many yeah. everywhere on the internet. Even if yeah. you like blacklist certain words, like there's still so much. It's like constant because yeah. I really appreciate so all that um all the update sites that are putting like spoiler and big words like on instagram stories and stuff so you can like skip it and not read it because i haven't been spoiled that much i've also muted all the song titles right but um yeah yeah. so i think i know a little bit of stuff but also not a lot and it hasn't like stuck i think it's all like melded together where i'm like yeah I i heard this uh, this like a song is like this but I can't remember which song it is or stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. but as far as um fruits <laughs> <laughs> what do we have so far lemon watermelon oops strawberries I can't type cherries mm-hmm. we've kiwi. had a kiwi in the past <laughs> <laughs> any other fruit you can think of um that Harry has mentioned. Not apples, not bananas, <laughs> not <laughs> mangoes, not oranges. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Okay. So what additional fruit do you think we're gonna see on Vine Line? S- I think he's gonna sing about guavas. Really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you've written it. It's very like um, going into an arrow. Oh, it is. Oh, because there's an eye there. <clears throat> um, um, maybe. Oh, honeydew. Honeydew lemon would be a uh, honeydew melon would be a good one. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he says honey. Mm-hmm. Um, what other fruits are there? I know, I'm trying to think of fruits that, like, would sound good in a song. I mean, um, like, golden could be about golden delicious apples. Yes, they could. You Apple's a good know. one. I think that comes up in songs quite a bit. Yeah. Apple, pear, banana. <laughs> Didn't there used to be a hairy banana joke? 
thing in the face. Well, did he eat a banana on stage once? Yeah, he ate bananas on stage. He Met wore a banana bananas. suit on stage. Didn't Liam once. wear a banana suit on stage? Oh, maybe he did. I and don't then know. Harry ate bananas on stage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 bananas hard in a song, though. B A N A N A S. Maybe live he'll do like an interjected of that song. Yeah. Um, grapes. Grapes, yep. He could talk about wine, and that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from fruit, what are your other last-minute predictions? Um, I guess I'm just kind of looking forward to listening to the four different sections and how he sort of spread them out and like sorted them and like is it really sonically grouped because the three songs that we've gotten are all in the same part of the album they do sound alike so like right now we're like in such a high (laughs) but we start listening to like the other sections and we're like oh no it's gonna like drop Uh (laughs) so I'm just like really curious about that and excited for it um I feel like we're gonna I'm gonna be like just really um happy about all the instruments used on the album mm-hmm. um and like the jazziness and the grooviness of it I hope that like is carried throughout and not just in like this one section mm-hmm. of the album mm-hmm. um and like based on kind of what I've seen the album isn't quite it doesn't really it's not really like his other album at all so I'm like ready for surprises and mm-hmm. I'm, like, curious what the slow songs and the sad songs are going to sound like because we didn't get any sort of taste of them on, like, last time around. Like, we got a ballad right off the bat. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of, like, a different take. We still have no idea what, like, the slow songs of this era sound like. Right. Um, And, like, how devastating they are. (laughs) I know. I'm so intrigued by what he's chosen to put out because – um, like you said, the last time he put out like a mixture of songs um, for like the singles and like the songs he he released before the album, it was like mm-hmm. um, "Sign of the Times," uh, "Sweet Creature." Um, what else did we have? We had "Ever Since New York," I think Carolina, and Carolina. Yeah, so it was like a yeah. good mixture of kind of tempo and like emotion. Whereas with this one. We've gotten all songs off of, like, side A or whatever of the mm-hmm. album. So it's really interesting that he's done that because I'm like, does that mean that, like, the, the rest of the album that we're going to hear is going to be, like, completely different from all the stuff we've heard? Yeah. Um, or is the whole album going to have, like, more of that sound to it? And then also, as you said, I'm really, really waiting for the sad songs um, because he said yeah. this album was about having sex and feeling sad. So you know there's mm-hmm. going to be some sad stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and I did watch the, the Zane Lowe interview, so I guess that was the uh, the spoil big spoils that I spoilers yeah. that I got. Um, and he talked about I think it was falling in particular. Um, but yeah, I'm like really r- ready to be devastated. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited to compare the sadness on this album versus the sadness on the last album and like Mm -hmm. the emotions on this album versus the emotions on the last one like last one it was a lot of like communication problems and this and that so far we've gotten like identity stuff and like in love Mm -hmm. and I think there's going to be 
like some intense heartbreak on this one. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if there was any super heartbreak song on the last one. Um Yeah, like, not I really don't... directly. I mean, there's like Woman which had a lot of like the jealousy components to it. Yeah. Two um, Ghosts was like you kind of like it's reminiscing. like farther removed. Yeah, ever since New York also had that kind of farther removed. Yeah. Um, from the dining table and meet me in the hallway. I think meet me in the hallway would probably be the closest. Yeah. Um, yeah. To like a, a, you know, that song sounded like it was in the present um, happening. Like from the dining table was obviously mm-hmm. a reflection song because it was written yeah. with them all sitting around a table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel but. like this album, though, we're going to get more like in your face heartbreak, according to that interview. Yeah. Where it's like directly being like, my heart is spilling open i know i hope we're gonna get that's so intimate so yeah it's exciting and sad at the same time Mm. yeah i hope that we end up getting um the dulcimer on like more than one song because yes we didn't hear it for that yeah we didn't hear it at all in the the three we've gotten so far and that talk about like the strings remember the strings Thing about like the, he mm-hmm. got a quartet and to do like yes some, the t-rex strings yes yeah. i'm excited because we haven't heard strings really have we no we no. haven't um so and like, we're gonna get a song called treat people with kindness which yes all i can think of for that song is just like um like a christian christian rock style treat <laughs> people with kindness <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what the heck is it going to sound like? I have can't. you seen any spoilers for that one? Because I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, no, it's I not don't really think... a spoiler. It was uh, just don't like tell Harry... me. Don't, don't, don't. I won't don't. say. I won't say. Okay. It was just like Harry had talked about the song. Somewhere. I did not see that. Yeah, well. I guess that's, <laughs> the, that's the one I've been able to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've gotten every other spoiler. He didn't say anything about what it was, just, like, the experience writing it. But oh. I was, like, trying to avoid, so I don't really know much. But right. that one's definitely going to be, like, what is this song about? Like, I'm so don't, – I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be a Christian rock song. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, like, the softer songs. Like, there's going to be some soft, sweet songs. Like, so, like, where's, where's my sweet creature 2.0? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, it's really exciting that we have 12 tracks on this album because last time when we got the album, we had already heard four songs. Yeah. And so we only had, what, six songs? Six yeah, new ones? so sad. And this time we have nine new songs Woo! to listen That's to. Exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Um, but it also feels like, oh, we're going to get it tomorrow and then it's going to be done and then... We'll have it. We won't have new music again for so long. (laughs) I know. It's so true. It like, there's this build up for months. Like we've been building this up for months and months and now it's finally here. Uh Even when we didn't know when it was coming out, like we were still waiting for, you know, it's coming out, even though you don't know it's coming out officially. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a long journey but then the good news is louis got an album niall's got an album like they're touring there's a lot of other good things to yeah look forward to <clears throat> yeah definitely we'll have louis album 
next month, which is really exciting. Um, he posted this Instagram video today where it was the first um, press of his album. and Oh, yeah, I saw that. And he was looking at it, and he, and he said, like, history. And it just made me melt um, that he's, like, <laughs> so, like, excited and proud of this album, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have all that to talk about. And then Niall's album – um, which will be a whole bunch of new music, new music uh, that I'm sure I will love as well. So, mm-hmm. and then the tour, which is going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, that's it for us today. I'm going to try my damn best to get this episode out as soon as I can. But more likely than not, a lot of you are probably listening to it after you have the album. So. Um, I hope that in any event you find our predictions amusing, our <laughs> last minute predictions. <laughs> um, I will find it really funny if we have more fruits um, in. What if there is a guava? I know, right? That would be crazy. I really called that one. <laughs> <laughs> a coconut. I could see yes, that. Yes, coconut. Mm-hmm. Um. We'd love to hear what you guys thought about this episode and your opinions on anything we discussed today. Please feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you'd like to hear us talk about on future episodes. Thank you for listening to episode 201 of Talk Direction. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com or on Instagram at talkdirection. And you can find us on um, Twitter and Instagram individually. I'm at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can I find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I-R Foster. And Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. If you enjoy the show and would like to support us, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash talkdirection, where we're going to be doing a Talk Direction download episode today, um, all about our plans for Christmas um, and some funny thought questions that Caitlin came up with. (laughs) Um, So you can find that at patreon.com slash talkdirection. And you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or anywhere else you get podcasts. Um, I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 202, which was going to be a Harry album review. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. (laughs) Can't even believe it. Bye. (laughs) Bye. At that moment, with the entire town united in putting a fish back into the ocean, the clouds broke. The sun shined down on the Isle of Roda, melting every frown into the unmistakable shape of a wave's tail. Maybe one day you'll see one of Kieran's paintings in your motel room, or read an obscure Yelp review about a diner with the most curious menu. Or pass someone in the street with an oddly stylish haircut and think, where on earth did they get that? Maybe you'll be invited to a wedding between two neighbors whom it took an ocean to bring together. And who knows, maybe one day you'll find yourself in the Isle of Veroda. For each night, the local bartender still pours a glass of ale to appease the Celtic water spirit Shona.
the boy decided to find out what other wonders awaited him in the world. on an odd number day, which caused everyone in town to lose their hair. But that's another story. Like, what the heck is it going to sound like? I can't. 